Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lads and ladettes, this is Rule the Roost podcast. Woo! Was that enthusiastic enough there, lads? Do you think? I'm, I miss the air horn. Don't don't tempt me, mate. It's I'll I'll I'll, I'll get it out. I'm telling you now. It's not the first time I've said that. So you're not allowed to speak on the podcast before I speak. No, the public should get what it wants, Raj, and they voted not no, overwhelmingly. I don't, I don't care but... about the air horn. I care about you speaking before I do on the podcast. That's ha- not how this hang works. on, Raj. Let's, okay. let's, uh, let's let's rewind um, this. <laughs> Seb, do you want to do you want to do you want to do the intro? Do you want to like? I've kind of done the intro. So oh, that that would be that would be a really interesting a twist, fake, wouldn't it? But... No. Go on. Raj isn't happy. No. Jack speaks first, then I speak, then Seb speaks. <laughs> That's how it works. It's, it's like when just, it's not shouldn't be entrenched in tradition, Raj. It's not be afraid it's, it's of change. Properly credited. You're not top billing. <laughs> You're the posh one. I <laughs> see. You win at everything else, Seb. So you know. Come on. Yeah. Uh, God, go yeah. on then. Give Raj what he wants. So, all right then. How are you doing, Raj Baines? I was better before Seb sort of got a bit <laughs> uppity and above his own station. See, he's slowly, slowly making those inroads, isn't he? It's like a yeah, push out. It's like a shoehorn, you know. He's kind of he's slipped in the back. He's he's round at the heel, and now he's just you know he's 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 prizing. That's it. <laughs> and don't think I forgot about you being Team Doug, Eva Seb. No, absolutely cheering not team on Doug. Brentford, I just, mate. I wasn't cheering on Brentford. I was I was watching Brentford, hoping for a Bolton win. But I I, I noticed that you know the pod is loyally against Brentford, and we hope. I don't mind Brentford. Judas. Fuck you, Raj Pines. I'm Team Dog. No, fuck you. Don't say that. <laughs> Even in jest. You're not allowed to. For, for anyone Dog. that's not aware, this isn't an in-joke. This was spoken about on uh, a previous episode of Rule the Reese podcast. So go back and listen to all of them. Um, <laughs> how did we feel? How did we feel? Great. Nice one, Jack. Good start. How do we feel, gents? Nil-nil with Chelsea on the weekend. I mean... In the context of this season, could be seen as... Are we not going to talk about Carabag in length? Nah, fuck Carabag. We qualify for the Europa League. Awesome. Woohoo. Unless there's any other particular pointers. Should we have not, not, should not we have really. played our full-strength team? Because that's effectively what we did, isn't it? We could kind of wrap that up into the Chelsea conversation, though, Go couldn't on. we? See, look at this, Raj. Kind of We've given him ideas now. He's, he's leading the way. These aren't your decisions to make, sir. <laughs> Speak when spoken to. <laughs> I'm I'm going back in my box. Go on, you start about Chelsea. Okay, me. And now you're gonna you know you're, you're seeing that as me telling you what to do, aren't you? Yeah. Well, this is yeah, already okay. all I'm over the shop. Really. Look at him coming over here trying to colonise the podcast. 
He's just installing democracy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're breaking new ground with this. Mm. Um, No, what was I going to say? I I like the Chelsea game. I think we we did fine. I don't think it's any any sort of embarrassment to have um, to have drawn at home to them. I think it's. uh, I think it's um, it's sort of. A sign of the times that we're again we're disappointed with a, a point against one of these so-called larger sides like Chelsea or Arsenal, and they're happy with theirs. Um, it wouldn't have been the case before. I mean, Mourinho set up his team so respectfully against us, even though that we were the much tired side. He, you know, they they played on the break. They actually played better than they have done for a long time without Costa there. To be fair to them, they were actually threatening in the final third, and towards the end of the game, it looked like they were they were the more dangerous side just because they had slightly fresher legs, and uh, I think they were just enjoying being able to pass the ball between themselves without Diego Costa sort of shitting it all up for them. They looked a lot better without um, him, didn't they? Uh, remarkably better, yeah. I think that's probably a, a good plan for them going forward. To be honest, they actually look as if players enjoyed playing knowing that things would happen and not just break down when the ball got to his feet um, because he was a bit of a, you know, he he was shitting on the parade quite often. Um, Annoyingly, Eden Hazard was kind of being a bit of a nuisance again, wasn't it? Like he was almost resembling something at least toward what his form was last year. Yeah, remembering how to play yeah. and remembering sort of the freedom that he had previously, um, which is, you know, it's it's good that, he didn't quite hit top gear against us, but he was um, he was rediscovering it slightly. I mean, th- that entire front four operated quite well together. So, um, like I say, it's no disappointment that we, we managed to keep a, a clean sheet against them. Hugo Lloris made a world-class save at one point, um, which was fantastic getting down so quickly to his side. And oh, we it could was have, a great save back from Hazard, it. wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, we could have snatched it. We could have done slightly better, but I don't think it's it's the end of the world. I mean, it's a we've we've still not lost since the opening day and and what have you. So it's um it's sort of good. And and the other thing is, it's not people have been getting slightly ahead of themselves with with how good we are recently because we are brilliant. But you know, it's gone from talk of oh let's not discuss the top four to you know what point in the season they're going to win the title, and it's certainly you know just a bit of a a rain check on that and sort of a bit of a you know mm. reintroducing some normality into it isn't a bad thing because while we have progressed. Fantastically under Pochettino, I think the fact that we only take one point from this and not three is a reminder that we've not completely finished that. Seb, uh, that journey. Uh, how much do you think we missed Deli Ali in that game? Uh, half and half. I mean, he. Um, we miss what he does going forward because Ryan Mason. I, I like Ryan Mason, but Ryan Mason doesn't have that kind of that. Um, third dimension of, of kind of attacking imagination and ambition that Dali Ali has, or at least he isn't as capable of, of doing what he intends to do. Um, but then um, there were times against West Ham where Dali Ali, like, he deserves to be as, you know, he deserves to, to sort of have his, his confidence soaring because he's played very well, but he is a little bit reckless in his own half sometimes. I mean, he takes a few risks and I think we saw that against West Ham and that he, um, he's not afraid to play from anywhere. And while that, you know, that, that's overwhelmingly a good thing. Chelsea, the kind of side that if you lose possession to them deep in your own half, you've got issues because they have, even when they're not playing well, they, they've got players like Hazard and Willian and Oscar who, who can hurt you. And I think that, um, I don't think that, I think because of the week that we'd had, 
and because of the traveling and the, the, the two days rest, it actually suited us to play with Mason because it made us a little bit more conservative. Um, and so it was kind of, um, although sort of we, we, we sort of stumbled into a solution by accident, it actually worked out pretty well. Um, and, and also, I think, I think you said this last week, Jack, it's not a bad thing that he has a bit of a rest. Um, you know, because he's played a lot of football and he's played internationally. He's played for not only England, um, but also England's on the 21s. And, you know, he's had, um, he's had a pretty heavy start to the season. As he's he's, oh, he's he's a talented lad, though, isn't he? Oh, for sure, for sure, and he, he's worth his weight in gold to us. But I just I, I think there's that there are certain things which we're going to have to tolerate with him going forward, and, and one of them is going to be, you know, the occasional moment when he loses the ball and when we suffer as a result of that. And there's no way of getting around that because he has to learn from mistakes which he'll inevitably make, like any young player. Um, but the good is obviously going to outweigh the bad. So we just you know. And we're lucky to have him, so just enjoy. There was there was a very interesting piece actually from Tom Colomossi, um, the guy who writes the Evening Standard. We've had him on the pod before actually, uh, and he was just talking about how have we? Yeah, yeah, he's been on the pod before. Um, can't remember which episode it was, but we have done. It was one of our like international break episodes. I digress. I don't think I was there. He uh he 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 wrote a piece about how this the Delhi Alley signing has essentially been like a kind of three to five year project for Spurs that we've been in consistent touch with MK Dons, monitoring his progress, speaking to his family, so on and so mm. forth. That It's been this big developed plan that a lot of last minute people did kind of drop in, you know, kind of Liverpool, Man City, so on and so forth. But it's the fact that Spurs kind of bought into him as a player, as a young talent, which was apparently spotted by David Pleat as well. Um, and thus, we should probably take some kind of, uh, I don't know, comfort in the fact that he actually does have uh, a bond with Spurs already. That it's not just something yeah. we haven't just signed a young player and kind of stuck him in the reserves a bit and loaned him out, whatever, and brought him back in. That he's almost been kind of a, 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 an academy product of sorts for for the past few years, just with regard to you know he knows that we've been in touch it's always kind of been something that's on the horizon for him to come to Spurs. So it's not a decision he's just taken lightly, that it is something that's come as a, as a formative process. Um, and thus these kind of like these worries that he might fuck off to Man City next year if the right offer comes in, which could no, still happen. But you'd hope that he's come to Spurs because he's, he's buying into this idea that, you know, we are a club that wants to go somewhere and we're showing a commitment to players of his ilk to you know, go with him to, to these better places. Whereas, I mean, I think him going to City at the moment probably wouldn't be a good idea anyway, although... Well, he'd have been Patrick Roberts, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. he? I mean, because he's sort of... I, it's interesting because um, what's also nice about the Ali signing is that, OK, it's, it's obviously been in motion since before Pochettino's time, but he's come in and he's, he serves a purpose immediately. So I, I was watching um, I was watching uh, Brentford Bolton last night and um, Dorian Dervet or Davit, if you want to pronounce it that way, plays for um, Bolton now. And he's kind of... That reminded me of that time when we, we, we just... Over a couple of years, we just seemed to accumulate young players, but without ever really showing an intention to um, push them into the first team. There's, I mean, um, there was uh, Koulibaly, who suppose he was never very good. Windy's favourite um, player of all time, I think. Windy's, yeah. Um, uh, there, was a, there was a young Czech forward, um, whose name I cannot remember, who we signed 
probably about 10 years ago and he was kind of he came in as a 17 year old and everyone was like well this guy's great he something something like that yeah I, I think we all know who i'm talking about i just quite I tall wasn't it? he a tall lad yeah, it looked kind of tall. Never did anything. Never really. I, I, I mean, I, I actually. That's I saw really going to bother me now. Who are you on about? Sorry, I zoned out. Um, <laughs> there was a young Czech, Czech forward who we signed under. Um, I, I want to say it was when Kamoli was at the club, but he was heralded as this sort of great future hope of European football, and I didn't see him play until after he left. But that's the one exactly. Yeah, Thomas Pekar. He, we played against him, didn't we? Well, I I don't know, but I, I remember seeing him play in an under twenty one. Christ, he's twenty six now, and he was absolute dross. But my my point was is that like he just came in and was sort of buried somewhere in the in the club structure, and I don't know. I just like the idea that we're signing. I mean, I like that we're signing young players, but I like that we're signing young players with you know a, a, an objective to actually use them and develop them rather than just dump them in the academy and hope they appreciate in value. It's uh, I think whatever Thomas Peckhart, yeah. I just think whatever way you look at it with Spurs now, it's it's an exciting place to be. I mean, it's it's seeing in any way someone try to take a negative out of a team that's pretty much comprised completely of academy products or at least, you know, very young players drawing nil nil with Chelsea, that that can somehow be seen as a negative on our part. It it just I don't know. I think it is a sign of sign of where Spurs Spurs are going at least. I mean, yeah, I think part of that is obviously like you know, there's a bit of a, a smoke being blown up our ass probably like disproportionately because um, there have been a lot of draws. You know, we haven't actually won that many games. Yeah, but oh, you said this last week, Jack. I don't care no, where no. we end up. I just love being a fan again. You know, just. It's it's enjoyable to me, and I'm proud of the team, and I, I like that I'm a Spurs mm. fan. And I, I didn't feel like that for quite a long time. It was kind of yeah, Spurs fan, and then someone you meet has a crack at you for it. And and now, when you when you talk football with a stranger or someone you meet, you know, and you tell them you're a Tottenham fan, they're kind of envious in a way, which is a lovely feeling. Not in the way that like Chelsea fans or Man City fans, not that kind of envy in the sort of the trophy silverware thing, but like the the culture. I think it's. I think what we're doing is really admirable. I think it's almost like because there are such as people's need to compare everything. There's a lot of conversations mm. at the moment. You know, what's the better team? You know, is it this team or the one that had Bale, Modric, King, blah blah blah? For me, there's still no real comparison. I think as love as much as I love our team at the moment in terms of just actual ability at the point, not potential. I, I don't think this team is still on par with our. Champions League quarterfinal. Yeah, not, that was, a, I mean, it was built on a really shaky set of foundations and it could have collapsed at any moment, but God, it was fun to watch that yeah, team. But some truly, like, uh, you know, you don't get Modric every no, generation. There were, there were awesome. three, if not four, genuinely world class players in that team yeah. as well. Um, two of which are now playing for, you know, one of the biggest clubs in the world, supposedly. Anyway, um, anyhow, uh, we are doing quite well. And uh, it's nice to see, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. There's lovely. so many times we can say that, and I don't think I'll tire of it. Um, but we have uh, we've got West Brom coming up. We haven't actually got anyone to speak to this week, so you are going to have to put up with us um, this week. I don't. To be honest, this is how poorly prepared I am. I don't really know what we can say about West Brom, lads. How uh, how are you feeling about the game? Anyone that might know more about West Brom than I do. 
I feel really good about it. I um, I watched them play West Ham at the weekend, and um, they are they're like a, a classic Tony Pulis team in that instead of having two centre backs and a pair of full backs, he's just gone four centre backs and you know a couple of protecting midfielders. Um, I think we'll have a lot of joy against what is quite a paceless defence. Claudio Jacob actually got booked at the weekend, so he'll he'll miss the game, which I imagine means I don't know maybe Craig Gardner will play instead. I just think we can. Our, our front four can do a lot of damage against that that unit. I just think it's quite static and vulnerable, and it's you know it's obviously set up to be resilient, but not necessarily against the things that we're good at. Um, Rondon's a bit of a risk, isn't he? At the moment, he seems to, he's, he's a good player. Yeah, he's keeping Berahino out of the team. Twenty-five million pound side of Berahino. <laughs> I, I can't help but think of the word condom every time I hear his name, though. I'll be honest, I can't because you're a child. Oh uh, yeah, I know. No, I've come to terms with that, kind of. It eats me up inside, though. Most things do. That's why I That's why I resort to food. What's it, primarily? You know, it's interesting, though, that... Side, side, side. It's, it's, a nice, uh, it's a nice change of topic there. So I probably. thought so. Um, it's interesting that Sido Barahino isn't getting into the West Brom team at the moment. It's because he's not very consider- good. Well, it's also well. I, I I don't think he's not very good. I think he's a pretty good player. I just think that it's he's kind not of, very good. Nah, I don't agree, mate. I think he he, he um he's talented. Um, but it shows how silly it all got at the end of August and the kind of like, the people desperate for Levy to go up and you know go beyond thirty million pounds or whatever for for a player that hasn't really, I don't know, doesn't seem to have quite what it takes to to sort of be a a continual who's not very good. Good plan, but not consistently. Not thirty million pounds good. Why don't you have a fight? You're playing rugby league live, Raj, aren't you? No, I'm watching match of the day. Okay. You were playing. Do you know? What? I only I, listening back to the pods last week. Um, you were playing your PlayStation, weren't you, while we were recording? Yeah. You fucking asshole. I told Talk, you this talking before. of which, Raj. Uh, talking of which, Jack. Even mm. t- tell us about the new addition to the Hussy. Well. See, there was a one of my best friends. Like, I just really need to clarify this. We're um, on about the PlayStation, not the baby. Well, yeah, it, but did you, there was a tweet that did the rounds. It was a picture of me holding my friend's baby, but it got um, apportioned by uh, certain Mister EBBP um, congratulating me on the birth of my child. Which it's not. It's <laughs> nothing to do with me. I'm afraid. Well, at least you know he doesn't know that yet. Yeah. My God, are you in difficult territory oh, here? God. Um, <laughs> but no, I uh, Black Friday. I took advantage of it. I am one of those plebs that uh, I I was slobbering at the jowls as I saw a PlayStation. This is this is not a bad deal, though, lads. Right, PlayStation Four, and it had like it comes with whatever that Uncharted collection in the box with FIFA sixteen for two hundred and fifty quid. Not bad. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because I was looking at it like I was looking at the prices a while ago, and it, it seemed to be just minimum for a console on its own. It was like three hundred quid, but I got it with two games for two fifty. So I, I'm I'm fully aware that in January there'll probably be a new model come out that will be like a hundred quid, but whatever, you know. Such is technology. However, now it means I can uh, I can join in, lads, with the uh, 
with the. Uh, are we going to invite him in? So? FIFA chat. I, think oh, I think that's him just inviting himself, which I don't yeah. like. It's like <laughs> in, you at the in, start of the pod. I feel okay. as if we should leave him for like a month or two on his own. No. And then sort I'll of. I'll be fun. I'll be ruler of KSI. I can see this is. I can I can do problematic jokes whilst playing FIFA. You know, kids will love you it. You do problematic jokes when we're not playing FIFA, so it's not. A... <laughs> I try not to do them on air. I do, you know, no WhatsApp Problematic, problematic microaggressions. Are we able, to, Raj? Are you, I'll, I'll defer to you on this. Are we able to to set something up so that we can all? I know we can't have a three-way game. <laughs> you giggle before it's a three-way. We've ruined you, so. <laughs> you would have said that you know, when you first started to record with us you would have just said three way and be like why are you both giggling that's it but now I've been infected that's it yeah are we able to to, to I don't know have a, a two versus one on FIFA or something like that are we able to play th- three players on the same side and is that one? how you like it Seb do you like it two on one yeah that didn't work you try you, you try too hard there I feel we could we could invite a, let yourself a, down. a, a guest listener on each time. Oh, fuck off. No, we're, we're just playing FIFA, Jack. Let's not. You're going to ruin our downtime. I'm not. It'll, it'll be fun, I promise. You're definitely not invited. I'm never playing with you. It'll be you're fun. not one of the cool kids. It's only because you're scared of me beating you. Yeah. No, I've, pl- I've played you before yeah. when you had PS3s and you weren't very good. Oh, fuck off. I, I beat you most <laughs> of the time. It was Flav who's shit. Flav is awful. Oh, yeah. Flav is terrible. I think your exact words were I continually put Flav to the sword, which I quite like. <laughs> I think one of my he actually when um when me and Flav met up for a drink before a game once he actually complained about how good I was to FIFA to my actual father. (laughs) It was a complaint he made. (laughs) It was like I was being grassed in. Throw you right under the bus. I think one of one of my top five moments of the year was that first series of games against Raj when I first got a PlayStation and FIFA when you hustled me. No, I there was I've so much before, talk. Mate. I've never played you, this before, mate. So I've only had it like yeah, an I hour. Hadn't. I did. I only had it for an hour, and, and you, you I, were getting yeah, so I, much talk. I just you, put you, it into the thing, and he comes out, and he's bloody Lionel Messi of the FIFA world. Oh, for fuck's sake, it's, it's, it's still happening now, though, isn't it? What? It's, just seen that I'm, fucking I'm still... tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I thought it was a good idea. Oh, God. Oh, well. We'll keep it there. I just I like the fact that is there ever been a white kid called Letley? Uh, Are you abusing the? Um, I don't know, but he's he's actually Asian though, Gabriel. There's an Asian called Gabriel. That's the baby, yeah. The baby I'm holding in that picture. Is this your friend that you were telling us about earlier? Yeah, yeah. The one that you don't like. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be listening. It's quite quite a fatherly expression you've got there, Jack, on that one. Oh, that he wants to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not a cannibal. No, no, I tell you, mate, that, that's kind of, I can't understand why people got the, because um, usually, like, when you when you, when you have to force to hold other people's children, you kind of do it in the way that you might hold a bomb, I guess. But you're quite, sort of, look quite comfortable. Yeah, Very old friend I'm of mine, with... we've been friends since we were about 10 years old, so it was kind of a, a bit of a, an emotional, an emotional birth. I almost felt like a, you know, a bit of a, Bit of an uncle figure. That's what I'm going to be to. Oh, that's nice. To him. Creepy uncle. Yeah. Uncle Dickhead. The uh... <laughs> the uncle Dickhead. Yeah. Do you, do you never remember that bit of uh, Peter Kay's older ripper? He used to do uh, the Uncle Dickhead no. bit. I remember his garlic bread skit, which 
Mm. That wasn't a skit, was it? It was just him saying garlic bread in a northern accent. I'm going to be honest, there's quite a lot of... Yeah, obviously, he's... he's, he's no. Apparently, Peter Kay stole a lot of material in the early days. Yeah, and I've heard that too. He um, was well known as a sort of a joke thief and like a, he had a large writing staff and sort of they stuff. About so many well. They said it about so Yeah, but apparently he's not, he's, not very well. Well, he's not very well liked in the comedian community, apparently. Really? Isn't uh, Peter Kay. No, him and um, Michael McIntyre, everyone hates McIntyre. I think McIntyre's hated for being successful though, isn't he? It's because he sort of changed his act though because he was so rubbish and then he sort of... He was another one that I think has got loads of writing staff and sort of performs other people's jokes. So it's like new up-and-coming comedians who can't get their own work sort of employed mm. by Michael McIntyre and they come up with his material and he performs it and they, they essentially oh, really? I didn't sign know it over to him because they have no other choice. Basically for me, it's okay. Stuart Lee, Louis C.K. I can, I, can, I can stomach a bit of Bill Burr. I listen to him. I like Bill Burr. I don't mind him. He 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 veers into kind of. I I get that he likes to uh, he likes to poke um, people every now and again, but he does veer into slightly woman hating territory from time to time. I find, but yeah, I agree. Because um, he he just takes joke that little bit too far when you like, you know. I got it the first time he said it, but now you've kind of said it ten times, and it's yeah, it's, it becomes a little bit more sinister each yeah. time. Um, but uh, yeah, I liked um, I'm, one of my other favourites is Hannibal Burris. I love Hannibal Burris. Uh, I've never even heard of him. I don't, I don't know who that is. Oh, he's brilliant. Um, he's one of my favourites. He's got this sort of. Are you just saying that to be almost, No, no, no. He's got all this almost um, sing-songy <laughs> nature to how he delivers jokes. It's brilliant. Um, he's not. It's not like he's a small comedian. He's one of the biggest comedians in America. It's not like a hipstery thing. Um, but I'm 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 not sure why you haven't heard of him. But he is he's very good. I was actually well, I I, I still watch Eddie Izzard, so I'm kind of behind the times. Uh, Eddie Izzard was <laughs> all right in, in spells. As Eddie well. is, in the nineties. Eddie yeah, Izzard yeah. was spectacularly good. Yeah, yeah. he's um very talented. I haven't seen much of. I don't think he does stuff anymore. But he um isn't he running for mayor? I think he was. I don't think he got his got the nomination. No, it was um, uh, Sadiq Khan, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. But I um. No, like dressed to kill in glorious. He's he's brilliant. He's a really talented guy. He's a pretty good actor as well in the kind of things he's. Mission Impossible, doing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, got a lot of time. And that, that, that was also in like, uh, the Oceans films was pretty well. spectacular as well. Yeah, man. Like, wasn't it 50 in 50 days or something? It was just something ridiculous that would. Sounds like it would kill me if I tried it. I don't think it was quite that many, but it was quite a few. I think it was like okay. maybe five or six marathons in succession. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, it's still obscene. Like. Five or six marathons more than I could handle. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, should we do some list of questions, lads? Let's do it. Let's do some list of questions. Fired up. Should we start on the emails or do you want to start on Twitter? Uh, let's do some Twitter ones and then uh, load up the emails whilst we uh, do a couple of these. Um, okay, we had one. Uh, th- you said load up the email or as if sort of like... Um, <laughs> yeah. Seb's gonna crank like, the handle across the road for his yeah his, on his Amstrad email up plus or something. Guys, that's like something I would say. Jack, the hamster. <laughs> um, let's have a look here. Da, 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 da. We've already sorry, Max John and on Max, we've already spoken about Bale fitting back into this system. So no. Um, okay, Greg Jenner. Um, oh hi, Greg. No, Greg. Um, at Greg underscore Jenner. He asks, 
should we sign a defensive midfield backup to Dyer, or do you think Bentaleb can do that role? In a Bent classic just teacher, fine. yeah, in a classic teacher's response, you've answered your own question there. Um, so you know it's a waste of a question. I think we've lost sight of how gifted a player Bentaleb is. It's just because he's been injured for so long. He's, he's injured. And he's had a little bit of a downturn. His confidence is not. He's still, you know, he's still a, a sort of a blue chip prospect. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd drop that in. I've been dropping that into articles to see if anyone calls me on it, but now I, I kind of, I've lost my confidence with it. What the f- Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. fuck is it? It's like a... Um, really cheaper film. It's an Americanism, basically. Oh, when they then talk you about... can go and fuck yourself, Seb. <laughs> <laughs> Leave America alone. Saying right. that I used a long analogy of a bamboo plant in my article the other day, which I was very proud of. Racist. I managed to uh, quote Kevin Sinfield. By the way, who's a nominee for Sports Personality of the Year, so if you're not okay. voting for him, then you're doing something wrong with your life. You should vote for him. He's he's earned it. Not for this year, necessarily, but for... Uh, the not last. the year that he won the treble, no. No, but his entire career, because yeah. he's continually overlooked for that list, and it's it's always been a bugbear of mine that he's been ignored. But I mean, I remember the year that they overlooked Burgess, the year that he won the Grand Final in Australia, and that was ridiculous enough. So, mm-hmm. Do you want to quickly gonna... give the listeners a, a bit of a background on Sir Kev, Raj? Just maybe like, you know, I've done Sir Kev before, I know, do you not just, remember the break? I know, and I, I had know, but just, the, yeah. the day after he announced he was leaving the round. He's basically right? another Ledley um, King for Raj, that's kind of what he yeah. is. Yeah, it makes Raj go emotional yeah. when he talks about him. I cried like three or four times during the grand final. Thing is, for me, I had. To is, is he on that level? If you if you came back and caught him in bed with the missus, you'd close the door and then make him a cup of tea afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricky Atten once said that about uh, Golovkin in an interview because um, Golovkin's an animal. He went. He, he asked somebody asked um, Ricky Atten what he thought of Golovkin, and he said, uh, and he went, "Oh, he's an animal, that lad." He goes, "He's one of those who'd come home, you'd catch him in with the missus, and you'd tuck him in." <laughs> <laughs> which is about right. <laughs> which is good for Ricky Atten, that. Yeah, mm. which is true because he's, he's one of those boxers that would have put Ricky Atten on his ass. Um, but what what we're we saying, sorry, Sakev. Yeah, Sakev's just he he was captain of Leeds when he was twenty two when they hadn't won, you know, the league for thirty odd years. They they just won a Challenge Cup in ninety nine and. And lost again in the semis. No, lost in 2003 in his, I think it was his first year as captain. Um, and then from 2004 to 2015, he won seven championships. And in his last season at the club, he won a clean sweep of domestic honours, um, treble. So it was, it was remarkable, his career. He's just 
he helped professionalise the club and sort of helped set England in a new international era and just uh, he's a thoroughly likeable man as well. I mean, all the all the greats. I mean, if you think about him in football, the closest would probably be somebody like Ryan Giggs, mm. and you know, he was shagging his brother's wife for long enough. So <laughs> you know, he's not a you know he's not a great you know example or ambassador for for being a role model. Really, if you sort of put his personality in with his sport and achievements, whereas Sakev touch wood um, nothing like that's ever come out about him and I don't think it ever would because he's the sort where you know especially with rugby league there's not too many of them that that think too much of themselves when they get in trouble they tend to get in trouble for silly things little small silly things rather than real you know scandals just because it's such a a minority sport and He's just even when if you watch interviews with him now when he's been asked about it, there's not a there's not a flicker in him that that or thinks as if he's, you know, believing the hype or anything. He always talks about how it's how it's good for the sport rather than him and you know, that his main thing seems to be that he's he's really looking forward to being able to spend a bit more time with the Rhinos lads because he's it's obviously the fish year since you know, he was a kid really because he joined the club in the youth ranks. That he's he's not part of the club anymore. He's not too far away at, at Carnegie, but I imagine it's a bit strange for him being somewhere else. So it's um, it seems big for him. But you just got to read up on him um, and sort of see what he's done and and listen to him speak. I mean, every time I've referenced him on here, I've mentioned that that YouTube talk that he gave on um, on how success is more than ability. Um, which is one of the best things um, anyone's ever done, in my opinion. Um, it's fantastic just to, you know, his personality comes across in that. Um, so you should should definitely watch that because he's, um, he's, he's a fantastic sportsman. He's one of the best this country has ever produced. And uh, I, I hope that he, 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 at least he podiums at least, because winning is going to be an achievement with sort of Andy Murray and that sort in there. And that guy who rides a bike and whatnot, you know, people love that sort of shit. But for he him won to the Tour de France, <laughs> no, didn't he? He, he rode Froome. a bike, Seb. Um, let's, let's not. I remember the year Sam Sam Burgess didn't get nominated. That year that that woman danced on a horse. So it's not as if minority sports don't get mentioned other times. Yeah. I mean, bike riding is essentially a child's pastime. So there's there's no real you know uh, gripe there. Uh, but he, he deserves he deserves his his nomination and uh, so does the sport so I, I hope he's uh, I hope he's recognised uh, in turn especially after you know the year rugby unions had it deserves league deserves to to be shown in the most positive of lights being the proper sport so well he will that. he will win it as a rugby union player it's a horrible little technicality for you to... uh, it's not a horrible one it's quite amusing to be honest. <laughs> Um, the, the the most successful rugby union player this year is going to have been produced from league given what's gone before <laughs> I imagine Mike Ford's going to be very happy with that oh dear yeah it's rugby so that's like American football without helmets yeah or <laughs> yeah yeah okay um, I like that you're not even entertaining that. You, you, you were going to buy it, weren't you, Raj? But you didn't. you didn't. No, I don't even. American football don't really register for me. Anything that's supposed to take an hour and takes three isn't really something that's going to really run. Take it's up just so like much I, I, time. It's like watching chess with more pomp. That's what I think about mm. it. 
can't really stand it. I don't understand how some of those blokes are athletes either. You know, the the ones that are the size of an house, that their job is to take a step and bash the one in front of them. The linemen. Yeah, yeah that's 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 not a sportsman. I, I had a guy. Well, some some of them are quite scary athletes, though. They're like, I mean, some of those guys they they weigh up to like. Um, you know, three hundred pounds, but some you've, of them you've, are, you've just used the phrase three hundred pounds an athlete in the same sentence. I said, yeah, but mate, they're, they're, they are they're crazy quick as well. It's quite a strange phenomenon. They to take see. one step. No, but there's 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 um there's a I I don't think he's he's still there. But the New England Patriots used to have a, a defensive lineman called uh, Vince Wilfork, and he must have been at least three hundred pounds. And he um what's that like? I mean, he was doing stone or no more, mate. I mean, it's like 25, Fucking I think. Um, but he was just absolutely enormous. Yeah, and, and, but yeah, he was um, he was ridiculously... He had, I mean, his acceleration, obviously he wasn't sort of an endurance athlete, <laughs> but his sort of first 10 steps were absurd. It was, it's quite a, um, it's quite a sort of... Um, Nobody is an yeah. athlete over 10 steps, Seb. I don't know, it depends on your sport. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know, it's... Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an NFL fan, I don't mind admitting that. Um it's because you like horrible things. You watch a rugby union. <laughs> you use words like blue chip. Yeah, I know. That was a mistake. You're a questionable character. Yeah, I know. Right, let's... Uh, what let's, happens let's, when you're from the South? Let's move this egg-shaped ball discussion away anyway. Um, Sam Jones, at Jamscones95, that's pretty good, asks us, what will constitute an unsuccessful season for Pochettino? Does it depend on what happens in the January transfer window? I don't think those two are kind of along the same uh, vein. I mean, what what would you say at the moment as constitutes an unsuccessful season? Relegation. Yeah. It's about it, really, isn't it? You know? Uh, I, I just. Finishing lower I, than I, like 10th, 11th now from this point would be. I would probably say would be unsuccessful in that it would have seen a remarkable drop in form. Yeah, it won't happen, but yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just, I've just i lost all interest in sort of classifications and what does this position mean. I don't care, I just like watching the team again. That's all that matters to me now. I think we've just got to keep in touching distance, keep, in, keep pace for as long as possible, and then we can we can evaluate things further down the line because this, this season... You can't. I don't agree with this shifting perceptions thing that people seem to do. Um, after fourteen games of a season, you can't go into a season thinking it's one thing and then change it so dramatically later on. Because I don't think it's it's fair to move the goalpost so so wildly. You have to sort of carry on down the line. I'm watching match of the day, right? And Lewis Graben's just come on. Have you seen his bum fluff? <laughs> Google Lewis Graben's facial hair. It looks as if he's a prepubescent boy that hasn't been like given the tools to shave yet because that's not a beard. They are. That's the most embarrassing facial hair I've ever seen in my life. Sorry for that. Anyway, but yeah, that's the point I was making. That. Uh, oh God, that's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, it looks like pubes, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. He's got face pubes. Oh, get rid of it, lad. What are you doing? Have you seen it, Seb? I have. It's yeah. disgusting, isn't it? It's not. It's not a great effort. No. It's kind of if you can't really grow it properly, just go clean shaven. Horrendous. Um, okay, let's have a look. Hmm. 
Okay, so uh, we've got one from Kay Davinda, who at is stuck in the bones, and he asks, for how many games do you guys reckon we will continue our unbeaten streak with the fixture list looking like it does? Hard to say, really, have, isn't it? Yeah, I have to have a quick look at the fixture list. Hang on. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I, uh, I don't think it's that important. I, I, know, I think that the important thing is actually because the run's going to end at some point. I think what happens after it does is important. Yeah. yeah. Shit always happens. Reactions. It's how you deal with the shit that counts. Yeah, that, that's it. Because you, you, you can't legislate against something weird happening. I mean, with Southampton away, you know, in the middle of December, that's a difficult game. Um, Everton away just after New Year's Day. Watford at Vicarage Road. You can imagine Aurelio Gomez having the game of his career. Like It doesn't matter because you're always going to be up against weird stuff in football that you can't you can't predict or you can't legislate against. So just enjoy it. Don't worry about it. But then make sure that we respond rightly when, when we, um, you know, we're on the wrong end of a bit of luck or something. Coys. Exactly. Have we got any good email questions, Raji Bounce? Uh, let me just have a gander. You're having a piss? I'm pouring a glass of wine, actually. Glass of wine, Jesus. A bit of red during the week, you know. Um, John Steggles says, "How good is Fargo season two? Very, very good, or merely exceptional?" I haven't watched any I've of it yet. Yeah. I've watched a few of them. I still got a few more of them to watch, but I, I preferred the film. I don't really get the the need for a series, to be honest. I sort of. I definitely preferred the film. I, thought, I did like the first series. Though. It was all right. It was all right, but it was just unnecessary. Um, was my thought. I mean, the second season's a bit more. Interesting, given that it's a completely new storyline and what have you, but um, it's not grabbed me entirely, to be honest. Um, but I've, I've yet to watch any more of it. Uh, Scott Arbuckle says, uh, if you if you have watched Suit before, who is likely to be the Harvey Specter and Mike Ross in the Spurs squad? Also, what rating would you give Suits out of ten? I haven't seen it. Never watched it. I I like. Suits. I won't answer the first one because you two won't understand any references. But it's a, it's sort of like a glorified soap opera essentially. Um, so I, it's a solid six because it's uh, it's better than most things, but it's not it's not brilliant. It's just sort of a one of those that you can brainlessly watch before bed rather than something you actually have to think about at all. Um, Sean Gormley says um, Pochettino is poached by Real or Barca, and Levy comes to the Ruler Roos team to make the final decision on the replacement from his shortlist. The manager you pick will get a five-year deal with a Mourinho-esque release cause, 20-odd million. Your choices are Redknapp, AVB, Sherwood, Ramos, or the wildcard apartment head coach, Asuokoto, supported by Adi Bayor, and fitness coach Andy Reid. Who do you pick? It's AVB. That's the only yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's the only normal manager that's on that list. Um, Tell you what, I'm looking at our fixture list, and... Um, we don't have any, any game that I would consider unwinnable until the middle of February. Yo, I think City we've away. already played most of the, uh, the top we of have. the table. Like our next, no, I'm not going to do this because I know what's going to leave me emotionally, so just forget it. Then I'm going to start pining after something that's not going to... Right, move on. <laughs> move on. Um, I'm not going to do that to myself this time. 
El Potto says, if Moyes was given a proper chance at United and Van Gaal became Tottenham manager, would Pochettino or Southampton be higher or lower than Tottenham in the league come the end of the season? Bullet dodged, in my opinion. Um, I don't think he'd still be at Southampton. I think he'd have gone elsewhere by now. Yeah, me too. Um, so I think Southampton would be the Southampton they are today. Pochettino would have just been at another club. I also think Van Gaal at Arsenal would have been a disaster because if you look at what he's created at United, what he's been able to create with all that money... We, we wouldn't have been able to, to back him to, you know, even maybe 25% of what he's had. Um, and yet he still has, you know, I mean, Manchester United are beyond description. They're so bad to watch. I think um, he, that the restriction that he may have had at Tottenham and having to work under sort of tighter... Um, tighter budgets and things may have actually got more out of him because I think you can almost there's the temptation to cheat at Manchester United especially with somebody like Ed Woodward who is almost pushing on to him his want to commercially grow the club and put his own imprint on them as well as the manager so well, he wants to show that he's, he's willing and able to spend money as well exactly so, so it's easy to manipulate there's, there's more than one sort of Per, you know, cook in the kitchen at United whereas had Van Gaal come in at Tottenham I imagine Levy would have given him wider control and knowing that he had less money to spend he may have he may have done something a little more experimental than he's doing at, at Manchester United I mean the, the one thing I'll say about him is that Cause look, I, don't, I definitely don't think it would be the same job that he did at United that he'd be doing at Spurs it would be a completely different thing well I, I, I don't know I mean I, I look at I mean, our biggest asset is the sort of the the culture of meritocracy that runs through the squad. Whereas at Manchester United, it's not. It's a, you know, Wayne Rooney plays irrespective of everything. But then, then again, players... we don't have a Wayne Rooney figure at, at, at Spurs. We don't have anyone. But on that's the thing that he hasn't shown that sort of like there's nothing in his United performance so far which shows that he's he's capable of getting a lot out of younger developing players, or that he's willing to try with younger. That's not the brief players. at United, though, is it? No, but it's what he's got. I mean, the brief at United is to restore was presumably to restore them to the Champions League, to bring in. Um, I think there's, there's sort of like you said about Ed Woodward. There's a commercial aspect to it, so he's been used. Van Hal has been used as a magnetic quality in terms of bringing in your, you know, your Martials and your Schweinsteigers and players like that. But I don't. I, I'm, I'm wholly unimpressed by anything he's done at Man United. I think it's just like people even praise how good they're defensively they are, but in reality, if you are that cautious. Of course, you're going to be good defensively. You don't commit anything forward, so you know. Um, I just I don't see how it would have worked. You're adding, you know. I mean, if you put him and remember, you're not sort of you're, you're putting him in before our clear out, so he's still got all those, you know, the the um, the sort of the uh, Capoos and the Polinios and the Soldados and Adebayors. He's got all of those players, and there's no guarantees that he'd have been willing to shift them on and move in a different direction. Yeah. You know, whereas. At least Pochettino had the bravery. Pochettino and Mitch there's no knowing whether or not Van Hal would have had that bravery, though. The, the thing I'm saying is that it's a, a by sort of assuming that he would do the same job at Tottenham that he's done at Manchester United. I think is unfair because um, it's it's not it's not how it's gone previously for him. And I think there are things, concessions that a manager has to make at Manchester United post-Ferguson that you wouldn't have to do at Tottenham. And I think he'd have got a slightly longer rope with us and there would have been a slightly more Van Gaal-tinged side if he was to come to a club the size of Tottenham rather than Manchester United. Um, yeah, mate, you still got to factor in the three years, though, because he's still... Um, he, he I, I get that you hate him, Seb. I'll just try to cut the guy No, no, it's, it's, not, it's not a hatred. It's not hatred. It's just that like Van Gaal is very much a three-year appointment because he... He's promised his wife he's going to retire at the end of next year. So 
if he'd have come to Tottenham, we'd have had three years of God knows what, and then what happens afterwards? We're in exactly his the job same is situation. to essentially install a culture, though, isn't it? This is he's essentially he's doing a similar job to what Pochettino is doing it, but he's doing it with a other view of of leaving and 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 they're going to bring in a like-minded coach to like sort of take over from they? him. Well, they yeah, are. I think they might. Yeah. Um. So I've no idea what what. what I, I, I think do. that's that's a chilling thought. Then, if if that if the intention is to kind of. You know, I, I understand that you know he has a value in terms of rebuilding the squad, but if that is the tactical blueprint going forward, Christ, we, no, that's going to. But be... he he's done that before. It's something that sort of happened time and time again within his career. Where yeah, but he's, he's done sort it in of... a culture where it's a little in a, in a in a geographical culture. I, I get the feeling that Giggs is doing a bit of a Sherwood, though, you know, lads, because you see the amount of piss that you know you got skulls and Gary Neville and such mm. attributing to. Van Hal's regime at the moment. Well, it's kind of Giggs. Giggs doesn't want to leave Old Trafford because Giggs knows that if he goes to another club and fails, he's not going to get the Man United job. So his best chance to manage that club is to stay there, not create any kind of precedent which is negative, and then just walk into the job at the end, which I just think is ridiculous because, you, like Sherwood, you got no qualifications to do it. You, go, you, don't, you don't learn to drive by watching your instructor. You go and do it you know, with guidance, but you go and do it all the same. Um, and he, he should have gone to a, like a, a Berry or, you know, a, a local club that was in need of a manager. Giggs could have walked into one of those jobs on his reputation alone and actually learned how to do it without, I mean, you know, you, you're Van Hal's assistant, fine, but come on, you're not, you're not breeding. A oh, have we got time to quickly talk about Tim Sherwood, actually, speaking about Tim Sherwood. We always. The, uh, the back forth. So did, did you uh, happen to read the, the interview? He gave this week. I sort of saw the quotes. I don't. I don't I choose to yep. sit myself through a, a full show interview. It was just a typical kind of show with thinly veiled, xenophobic crap that he normally comes out with. That essentially, self. Yeah, that you know people don't scout anymore because they hire foreign scouts, and instead of going onto the stands with a chip butty and a cup of tea, that they'll be in a corporate box with a cappuccino and blah, 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 blah. Um, and he cited one of the one of the references being Fleetwood Town, just saying, you know, how many more Jamie Vardy's are going to be when you've got scouts like this out and about, so on and so forth. Um, and a- absolutely fantastically today in Football 365, someone that works for Fleetwood Town just completely destroyed Sherwood's article point by point by point <laughs> saying how many Premier League clubs do cover lower league teams, how many times they've had Premier League scouts at their ground, so on and so forth. How, you know, Jamie Vardy wasn't some unheard of, as it's been painted now, Jamie Vardy wasn't some unheard of that's, you know, kind of taken everyone by surprise that there was a lot of interest in Vardy. A lot of people were very aware of his talent. Because a lot of people do still scout. It is still a it is still a thing. I mean, one of one of Sherwood's big bugbears in his original article was about the use of technology as well in scouting that, you know, and I, I guess that's some kind of attributed bitterness towards the likes of Paul Mitchell and the regime we've got at Tottenham at the moment. But again, this kind of fleet with town scout was saying, you know, the technology helps. It's there. Like he's saying, he he will speak to these foot soldiers, as Tim Sherwood called them, or you know the the kind of archetypal proper football man that he always goes on about. Um, but this Fleetwood Town 
guy was saying, you know, you speak to even these old so-called foot soldiers and they will even talk about how much they love the use of technology now how much it actually helps their job it's not to it's not to replace them it's to help them to do their jobs better you know and yeah oh Sherwood's a fucking arsehole well it's because Sherwood Sherwood and people who are sort of creating Sherwood's image are threatened by this they're kind of you know they um Anything which is more technical, anything which doesn't rely on kind of their mythical set of intangibles is a problem for them because it makes them less employable. Um, and it's just so, I don't know. I find it weird that Sherwood is still being asked to write articles or, you know, talk them to Sam Hayward, uh, Sam uh, Wallace or whoever his ghostwriter is. I just, it's strange. I don't see his relevance anymore. He's like a sort of you know, a relic. Fucked him, Sherwood. Exactly. Oh, I've never felt as miserable as a as a Spurs fan as I did uh, when he was in charge of our club. But yeah, this is well documented. Um, any fancy football updates, Seb? Yeah, we again a lot of lot of expulsions. Sadly, I, I like um, that the uh, the 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 league the is, community yeah, is starting to police itself, policing itself. It? Yeah. yeah, it's it, we get we get sort of and keep them coming in to the official account into our um, rule the roost account. Um, keep pointing out the uh, rule breakers, and they'll be they'll be dealt with in harsh terms. I'm going to mainly I uh, eliminate people who are actually above me in the league, so that I can move up places. Um, but even within that, there's um, I can tell you how many people we've actually suspended, and it's not people making mistakes. It's not people like accidentally slipping in a Hector Bellerin or you know forgetting that Charlie Adam is banned. It's people like shoving Sanchez, Özil, and Koscielny in in the same week. And that's just come on, that isn't that's not a sickening. Um, that that is sickening. So anyway, right uh, here we go. Rule the roost. I I suspended four people today. Is a new daily high, but in more positive news, um, our top three uh, Zodiacs managed by Sean Gormley, 767 points, clean in third place. Um, Never Wears Prada, Will Colwell, who's been out there for a while, 772 points, also clean. Uh, VA Spurs, Daniel Thompson, 770, uh, 795 points, top of the league. Well done. Me, Southern Owls, 24th place. Highest That's of all the uh, ruler. Not bad at all. Um, I'll be honest, I haven't paid any attention to fantasy football this year. I think you're probably... Raj has had a, a rotten run of form, so I think you're probably still above him. Um, I've, I'm I've to... not checked for a while. I made some subs the other day because I noticed I hadn't for a while. Um, um, I'm uh, 77th in the ruler roost league. Okay, well then Jack is Jack is is struggling. FC Tusk are in a lowly 122nd place. Oh, no, I'm spanking him then. That's all right. Yeah, I'll take the heart. I think my average finishing first in the rugby league and second in the fantasy football would give me an overall first. I think, given that Seb finished third in the rugby league and first in this, would elevate me on point to yeah, overall you know fantasy football. Financial win. doping FC has had a bit of a, uh, a renaissance. Yeah. Nice one, Raj. Lukaku, huh? Vardy, Kane, Mane, Mares, Eriksson, Mata, Smalling, Kolarov, Sagna, Gomez. Nice team, Mr. Baines. Sanya? Yeah. You, you pronounced Sanya, the G? You know, you said Sagna? 
Oh, okay. I'm tired. It's ten. It's past. It's past ten o'clock. It is eight minutes. I'll tell, tell you what. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I've pressed this week. I've pressed the button that makes sure that uh, my bench all get points as well. What do you so mean? I've got a, quite a strong bench as well because I've got like IU and Barkley and and uh, Alderweireld no, you, you, and stuff. You got none of those. Well, you got Alderweireld, but you got Will Naldum and Sim, Danny Simpson. Yeah, that's and... last week's team. Though, mate. I've made subs since then. Oh, you changed it. All right, okay. Yeah, I've uh, I've updated it because Will Naldum's not doing very much in a Newcastle well, team. That's not doing very much. Plays for Newcastle, so yeah, of course. Uh... Cool. That's that is the um, that's the extent of the fancy football update, Jack. That's it. Let's kill it then. So, if you do want to listen to any of the previous episodes of Real Lurie's podcast, you can do so on Acast or on iTunes. Um, you can follow us at RTR underscore Pod. You can also essentially find all of the the podcasts nicely arranged on our website www.rtrpod.com. Um, oh, read the uh, read the new when Saturday comes because uh, Rod's got an article in yeah. there. So go and buy that in your local news agent. Do it. I think that runs out in like the next week. Well, go quickly then <laughs> tomorrow. And you sh- you, sh- you should be reading it anyway. It's a good magazine. Yeah, it's a great magazine. So yeah, an exactly. institution if you like. But uh, definitely. Yeah, there we go. Come on, you Spurs. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.